Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today to Off the Bench. Today is Wednesday, June 23rd, and today we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the power of your words and some of the headlines. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Guys, you have probably heard by now that I am running for the United States House of Representatives to represent District 3 in Washington State. And I wanted to let you know that there are a couple ways that you can help us. First of all, follow me on all of my campaign social media platforms. You can find Heidi St. John for Congress at Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram. And of course, sign up to get on the mailing list at Heidi St. John for Congress. We are up against a very big second quarter fundraising deadline right now, and we need need you to donate to the campaign. Every little bit helps. And so you guys have heard me say before, it takes a lot of money to run a campaign like this. And there's some very important things coming up. If you go to the website, HeidiStJohnForCongress.com, you can find out exactly how to donate. And I would so appreciate that. Also, you can volunteer. And we need volunteers from all over the country. We need prayer volunteers. And you can sign up to be on our prayer team at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. You can complete the volunteer form there, and you can join my fight for the soul of America. Again, you guys, that website is HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. This ad is paid for by friends of Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm so glad you guys are taking just a minute out of your day to spend a little bit of time with me. It's been really a joy and a blessing and a, a humbling honor to meet so many of you out on the road as I am traveling right now. Uh, we are currently headed to Baltimore, around uh, the Baltimore area in Maryland for a private event. And uh, I appreciate your prayers as we do that. And then my family will be traveling to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter and uh, a bunch of our kids flying from all over the country. I'm so excited. I can hardly stand it. We're going to be reunited with our kids. So I'm very, very excited about that. On July the 1st, I am flying home for a dinner for the Clark County Republican Women. And if you guys want to see me, if you're in the area and you want to come hear me speak or uh, come talk to me about what your concerns are, I would certainly love to hear from you. Love the opportunity. Uh, You can come out to the Clark County Republican Women's Dinner. If it's not already sold out, that is happening on July the 1st. Uh, Before we get started today, I'm loving all of these uh, off-the-bench stories that are coming in. And Kit from Baltimore wrote in and she said, thank you so much for your wisdom and encouragement. You have been a soul balm to me during a very hard time. I have five children, ages 1 to 10, and they attend a Catholic school here in Maryland. As a stay-at-home mom, I have dedicated countless hours to this school as a teacher, a substitute, and a volunteer in many capacities and developed a large network of friends and like-minded parents and have led book studies, et cetera, et cetera. I was glad that our children were able to go back to school in the fall, but I become increasingly frustrated with the COVID restrictions that have been enforced. I was under the impression that they would become more relaxed over the school year, but now I'm being told they will continue into the next school year. I have met with the Chancellor of Education as well as the Superintendent of the, for the Archdiocese, in addition to pleading with our principal and parish priest to allow parents the choice of unmasking our kids. Oh, you guys, this makes me angry. This foolishness. We are lemmings to do this to our children. Absolute lemmings. And uh, I'm thankful for people like Kit who are standing up to it. Uh, She said, I am prepared to homeschool in the fall if these measures are not lifted. 
kit. I'd say homeschool anyway, but then, you know, (laughs) that's just me. I created a group called Bring Back Smiles in the Archdiocese of Baltimore, and it has grown beyond our school and parish to include parents of other schools within our archdiocese. Our goal is to pressure the chancellor with petitions and protests, whatever it takes. I'm hoping and praying that you would consider using your platform to not only further our cause, but encourage other parents to get off the bench in this way. And it's probably going to be, this is going to happen more and more and more. And I would say, even if your kids are being homeschooled, if you know that the schools are mandating masks, get your hiney down there and say, knock it off. You are hurting our kids. We're going to start to see illness. We're going to start to see more depression. We're going to start to see suicide. The masks are wrong. It's wrong for a hundred different reasons, wrong on a hundred different levels. And unless and until ordinary Americans, regular moms and dads like you and me start getting up and making our voices heard, just tell them, say, you know what? Like you guys, I'm pulling my kids out of your school. And that's what needs to happen. So good job. I'm really happy to hear from you, Kit. Good job. Thanks for writing in. If you guys want to tell me how you're getting off the bench, you can do that by going to Heidi St. John forward slash mailbox Monday. And just you'll see a spot there to leave your story of getting off the bench. I want to say thank you to those of you who are continuing to support this ministry financially. Uh, it's very, very important. It helps keep us from being flooded with uh, the need to go out and get advertising. And so um, Evelina from Florida, thank you so much for uh, continuing to donate to this podcast and to really what is the ministry of Heidi St. John, Inc. So I thank you very much for that. That. I want to let you guys know, I've already mentioned it, but I'm going to say it again. I've mentioned the, th- the free writing seminar coming right up on June 26th from my friends at the Institute for Excellence in Writing. But did you know that you can also get three weeks of lessons for free? It's true. You guys, you totally can for free. So finding a curriculum that fits your family is an absolute must. I love IEW. They walk you through exactly how to teach your students how to write. It is life-giving, written by my friend, my dear friend, actually, Andrew Pudawa over at the Institute for Excellence in Writing. There is not a better writing program out there. And you guys can find more information about their free writing workshop and how to get your complimentary lessons at IEW.com forward slash Heidi. All right, IEW.com forward slash Heidi. And so I want to just encourage you, you can also go to IEW.com forward slash SSS, which is that free writing seminar. I'm going to encourage you again, if you want more information about the free writing workshop and you want more information about how to get your complimentary lesson, go to IEW.com forward slash Heidi. Don't misspell my name. H-E-I-D-I. If you misspell it, you're going to go to the wrong link. All right. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the power of words. A lot of you guys writing into me about your frustration and what's happening in your neck of the woods. And we're starting to see people respond to it because our words matter. Uh, Portland, Oregon has a 50-person riot squad, which they desperately need. And they resigned in protest last Wednesday in solidarity after one of their colleagues and now two have been indicted for striking a Marxist hiding behind a press pass. And so when they resigned, these resignations came immediately. And according to the Portland Police Bureau, they came after the indictment of Officer Corey Budworth. And he was indicted for assault during incidents in which he struck, quote, a photographer named Terry Jacobs. And I'm telling you what, you guys, the riot 
the police who have been, you know, at the front of these riots, not getting any help at all from the mayor, the feckless mayor, Ted Wheeler of Portland. This guy is a coward on a hundred different levels and he's not supporting them. He's not saying, hey, we support you. We're going to help you. His words have demonstrated otherwise. And I think that the police are sick and tired of it. You know, they're sick and tired of being just told to stand down while Antifa terrorists throw bricks at them and destroy the city of Portland on a regular basis. You know, I'm running for Congress in Washington State's third congressional, basically right next door to Portland, Oregon. Now, keep in mind, you know, this is Portland, Oregon's police bureau, their rapid response team. They quit every single one of them. So now there's no specialty unit left to respond to riots in Portland. You guys think that's going to go well? I don't think so either. Basically, CD3, where I'm running for Congress, has a meth head for a neighbor. This is a meth head now. Portland is a meth head neighbor, and they're not having any any consequences for their actions. And it's 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 very telling. And so I'm hoping that people will start to speak the truth about what's happening. The official Portland Police Bureau press release says this. On June 16, 2021, the Portland Police Bureau employees serving as members of the Rapid Response Team, RRT, left their voluntary positions and no longer comprise a team. Its members were sworn employees of the Portland Police who served on the riot team in response to their, in addition rather, to their daily assignment in the Bureau. Despite no longer serving on the RRT, they will continue in their regular assignments. This is heartbreaking on a hundred different levels because it's a direct response to the, the shameful way that the city of Portland, particularly the mayor and the city council, treats the police. And last Wednesday, the Portland Police Association Executive Director Daryl Turner told the Lars Larson show that he feared officers would quit in response to what he called a witch hunt of prosecution. In its own investigation, the Portland Police Bureau determined no wrongdoing by the officer. He did not violate training. He did not violate department rules. He did his job within the scope of the law. And these crazy people in the meth head city of Portland, Oregon, have now indicted two of their police officers. You see, our words matter. And when we cannot speak truth, when we cannot uh, start to say, no, this is wrong, when we allow ourselves to be taken hostage by people who really are not interested, they're not interested, by the way, the radical left, Antifa, all these crazy people that are burning down the city of Portland and would love to bring it into CD3. And I'm doing everything I can to stand in the gap right now for the place that I call home. But I'm telling you what, you guys, we got to start speaking life. Our words have impact. They absolutely do. And when we refuse to speak those words, we suffer the consequences. Proverbs 10 verse 11 says that the mouth of righteousness is a fountain of life. And how are we going to be able to do this, you guys? How are we going to be a fountain of life unless we learn to harness our words so that we speak life to the people around us, so that we speak the truth in love? The Bible teaches us that our words hold in them the power of life and death. Did you guys know that? That's Proverbs 12, verse 6. It says that the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So the question is, are we using our words to build up people? Are we using to tell the truth? Or are we using them or our lack of them to destroy people around us? You see, our words are tools. And like 
tools, they can be used to help us reach our goals or they can send us spiraling into darkness. The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 4, 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it might benefit those who listen. And we're in a very dangerous situation right now in our churches because the church has decided to speak, and not even honestly, many, many times, the church has decided to go whichever way the cultural wind is blowing, getting at the back of social justice, getting in the uh, behind the ridiculous notion of reparations. And instead of focusing on the words that bring life, we our words are bringing hurt and not healing. It absolutely matters what we say. And we need to purpose to speak life. Those of us who purpose to speak life understand that the words we speak have consequences. So for example, when a witness testifies in court, his or her words can decide whether or not a defendant lives or dies. Our words affect the emotional and spiritual health of the people that we care about. And so we need to think carefully before we speak. Why? Because our words can destroy our marriages, our families, our friendships, our churches, and our communities. Now, we talk often about speaking life and how important it is. Jesus remind us that our words originate from inside of our hearts. In Matthew chapter 24, starting in verse 34, Jesus said, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. And so I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Jesus saying that our words spoken carelessly, when we think, when we, when we toss them out unthinkingly, God hears them. And so if we don't mean it, you guys, we shouldn't say it. And if we do mean it, if, if we see something happening around us that is wrong, if we see, you know, and I, I keep thinking of the Portland Police Bureau because my heart is burdened for the area that I live in. And what happens in Portland directly affects what happens where I live in Vancouver, Washington. And I'm telling you what, you guys, we need to stand up and begin to speak life. When we speak life, that means that we speak hope, encouragement, edification, support, love. Colossians 4, 6 says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you know how to answer everyone. And in the midst of cancel culture, they're not interested in the answer. We're interested in, in, in canceling the answer and getting rid of the conversation. And the answer, at least from the church, should not be to get rid of the conversation. The answer should be, how can we speak life into the conversation that is happening all around us? In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul emphasizes the positive over the negative. Now, that's hard right now. I, I often talk to my staff about this. You guys, I'm not done with my Facebook lockout, by the way. Still locked out of my stupid Facebook account. And the only reason that you see things posted on there are because there are staffers that can get into the account, but I'm locked out of it. And I often struggle with what we say, you know, via social media or what I say on my podcast, because there's so much bad news right now. And so when, when the apostle Paul said in Ephesians four, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it might benefit those who listen. I would also say that when we speak the truth about what's happening around us and we speak it in love, we are also benefiting those who listen because we must not live by lies. 
The Greek word translated unwholesome, you guys, when he said don't let any unwholesome talk, he means rotten. It means foul. In fact, it originally referred to the rotten fruit and or rotten fruit and vegetables. So this means that for those of us who are striving to be like Christ, we don't use foul, dirty language. It actually matters. The words that we say. And people are watching us. And like I'm always telling, you know, uh, parents, you're going to, your kids are going to grow up someday and they're going to leave your home and they're going to take their memories of you with them. And so if we're going to be like Christ, our words should, should bring life. Our words should bring healing. Our words should be truthful, full of truth. And for some reason today, I think Christians, and I'm seeing this a whole lot, think it's, you know, socially acceptable. I don't know if they think it's cool or what it is to use dirty jokes, vulgar humor, foul language. But the Bible teaches us that this kind of speech has no place in the life of a Christian. And in fact, he said that our conversation should always be full of grace. Why? So that we know how to answer everyone. Now, Jesus reminded us that our words absolutely matter. And as a believer, I'm saying to the whole world, my heart has been changed forever by the power of God. And you guys, this change should be reflected in the words that we say, in the things that we watch. This is why we pray as as Jesus did, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Remember that before we were saved, we lived what the Bible says in spiritual death. Ephesians chapter two, he said, you were dead. This is the apostle Paul in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Paul describes those who are dead in sin by saying their throats are open graves. That's Romans 3 verse 13 says, their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of snakes is on their lips. And our tongue needs to be full of truth. We need to speak the truth. Peter told us in 1 Peter 3 that we should set our hearts apart that we should always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks. Why? So that we can give them a reason for the hope that we have. But then he says, do this in gentleness and respect. There is a time to turn over the tables, right, in the, in the, in the temple. There is a time for righteous indignation. And certainly Jesus demonstrated this when he, when he turned over the tables in the temple. His anger really largely at the Pharisees, these, the religious people of the day. But we, we want to let the power of our words be used by God to give life and power to the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. We need to be prepared to give a reason for why we the Lord. The Bible says at any time to anyone. Our words should demonstrate the power of God's grace and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We should be speaking life. And so when you hear people, and I've been, you know, the Lord's been challenging me about this lately because there have been a lot of things that happen lately where I, you know, I'm kind of joking, but I'm saying, I'm going to die from this or this is killing me. And finally, my husband was like, don't speak those words over your, over your life, Heidi. It's like somebody saying, you know, I feel worthless or no one cares or I hate my life. When you hear those things or worse, if you're, if you're speaking 
speaking those things. Remember, we want to follow the example of Jesus and proclaim good news. And we, we have the opportunity to speak hope and life. Our words are important. The Bible says that they expose the condition of our heart. And so we'd, we're wise to consider what is the outcome of our spoken words. In the city of Portland right now, the outcome of those spoken words over and over and over again by people who are saying, listen, we don't actually care about you. We don't appreciate you. Well, that ended up in the resignation of 50 members of a riot force in Portland. And they're going to be sorry that, that those guys stepped down. So how do we respond to this stuff? How are we speaking to what's happening around us? Last time, next time you guys see a police officer, tell him, thank you for goodness sake. Because I think we're so in the culture right now, it's almost like we're just conditioned to speak hurtful words. We criticize, we talk about you know, negatively about so many things. And really these words, this hopelessness, the Bible says eventually produces death. The apostle Paul cautioned us to speak only words that would benefit others. And I'm going to encourage you again, you guys, when you tell the truth, you benefit others. When you tell, tell the truth about what's happened in your library, what's happening in your city council and what's happening in your churches, when you can do it with love, if you, if you don't do it with love, you're like, the Bible says like a gong or a, a clanging cymbal. But when you do it with love, when you speak the truth in love and you ask the Lord to give you his words, those words carry the power of the Lord of heaven's armies with them. And my prayer today is that God's words would ever be on our lips, that we would be his ambassadors to this generation, a generation that desperately needs to know how loved they are. God is still at work and he has asked us to join him in what he's doing. And as we do that, you guys, as we're able to stand firm in Christ, we, we do this when we walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to remember that just as our salvation came through belief rather than feelings, our daily decisions need to be made the same way. And this is so out there now compared to what the world is doing, this reactionary world that we're living in. But the Bible teaches us that we need to be listening for the Lord to remain faithful. And you guys, if we're going to do this, we must take our daily spiritual nourishment directly from the word of God every single day. This is why I started Mom Strong International, because when we study and apply God's word to our life, both individually and in our churches and in our communities, we're going to learn how to be guided by the Lord's wisdom and, and listen and in tune to his spirit. That's powerful. And in the meantime, as you're, as you're growing in Christ, let your words be seasoned with grace and truth. Speaking of our words, we're going to be studying at MomStrong International Beautiful Lies by my friend Jennifer Strickland. Jennifer is the visiting teacher for July and August and September at MomStrong International. You guys are not going to want to miss this opportunity. And she's going to teach you how to discern truth from a lie. Even the beautiful lies, you guys, even a beautiful lie is still a lie. And so I want you guys to check it out, momstronginternational.com. We love you guys so much. That Bible study is growing. There are several thousand women studying God's word. We continue to teach you how to teach these things to your children, how to talk to your teenagers. You guys, wisdom is found in the counsel of the word of God. And the Bible teaches us that if we need wisdom, we ask it from the Lord and he will give it to us generously and without holding back. We sure love you guys, and we continue to pray for you. Continue, please, pray for our family as we are doing an extraordinary, we have an extraordinary amount of work that is sitting on us right now. Our family's actually doing great. My husband and I, our children, 
uh, the Lord has just burdened our hearts even more to be in the word and be praying that God's will would be done. And uh, a lot of you asking me about my run for Congress, and I'm I'm talking about it more over at America's Town Hall. That's where you're going to hear about my visit with uh, President Trump, which was extraordinary, by the way. I had about an hour to sit and talk with him, a little under an hour. He loves this country. He loves our country, and so do I. And a lot of you guys have been asking me, what happens if I lose? You guys, this isn't about an outcome for me. This is about obedience. And for as long as the Lord gives me the, the bully pulpit of running for the United States House of Representatives, I'm going to use it to speak truth. And so I hope that you'll pray for me and pray for our family and for what God has asked us to do. God's asked each one of you to do something. The question is, are we going to be obedient or not? And use your words to speak life into the culture. The Bible teaches you that that life is literally on the tongue, that your words have the ability to speak. You can speak life to the people that are around you. And I hope that you will. A lot of you asking me questions about my run for Congress. And you can actually, I'm going to be answering them tomorrow over at the podcast at America's Town Hall. And we're going to take your questions there. You can leave them by going to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com forward slash town hall. And if you just scroll down a little bit, you will see a form where you can submit your questions for that podcast. All right. That forms only for podcast questions. And uh, we can't wait to hear from you and cannot wait to talk to you about your questions and about what the Lord is doing and really just the heart that he has given me for the people that live in my district. I feel a lot like Nehemiah when God instructed him to go and rebuild the wall and the Lord, and I'm looking around at my district and so much of it, you know, we are, we have so many issues right now, but we need wisdom that comes from the Lord. We need courage. We need strength. And it comes from walking in a right relationship with God. And so I hope you guys will join me there. Check it out. Heidi St. John for congress.com forward slash town hall. Have a great day, everybody. I know this went a couple minutes longer than normal. Thanks for sticking in there with me. And I'll see you back here tomorrow with my friend, Jennifer Strickland. And we will be talking about beautiful lies here at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.